This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you know it. It is Sunday morning, and whenever you're listening to this, my name is Brian <laughs> Anthony Davis. And I'm Dave Schofield, and this, my friends, is the Steelers week that was. Yes, and it's time to do it black and gold style, and that's what we do here. Training camp is here, Dave. It's really exciting, and we have so much to talk about. This is all Steelers. Yeah, you know, Usually in the offseason, we're grabbing stuff from all around the NFL, but Steelers, 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 and more Steelers. Yeah, I mean, we could rename this show right now, Brian. This is basically the Steelers Training Camp Weekly Report. <laughs> I mean, because that's kind of what it is. Last week, it was exciting to do this show because we had a few practices to talk about. They weren't of the padded variety yet. The players had arrived. It was it was a tale of, of two different halves of the week. This one this is just this is full blown Steelers training camp, which when you think about it though, Brian, it, it, this is one of three full weeks. I mean, and, and next week won't be quite as full when it comes to training camp practices because you actually have a preseason game. So they'll be they'll be um, looking forward from this week. I know we look back at the week that was, but just to give everyone an idea of what's going on, Steelers have practice again. Sunday, they're off Monday, they practice Tuesday, they practice Wednesday, they are not practicing Thursday because they are traveling to Tampa for Friday's game. They won't be back in training camp until Sunday. So this is the most practices we'll be reporting on in one week. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. You throw in the fact that uh, we had Friday Night Lights in there, so yeah. that's a big thing. I, I love it. But you know what, Dave? This yeah. is a recap because you should know all of this if you have been checking out the Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. We've got 20-plus original shows every single week. That includes the offseason. That includes, uh, my gosh, we are 24-7, 365. Yeah, we are here all the time on Christmas. We've got shows. Usually it's uh, me or you or Jeff <laughs> doing it, but we are here and getting it done. And it's, I, I tell you what, you've got to be checking it out. And you also have to check out the website, Dave. Yes. And that's where you could get a lot of information on training camp every day. I basically glued to my phone and computer the whole time the Steelers are practicing at training camp. People were asking me, Dave, you going to training camp? 
I don't know that I could work the same way there as as I'm do as I do otherwise because I am taking the information and putting it in the training camp tracker for you all to take in. Make sure you check that out at steelcurdnetwork.com. I update it as soon as I can get stuff to update. I I'll give you updates on seven shots on who's practicing, who's not practicing. It's basically coming from the Steelers reporters that are there at training camp. And I'm compiling it all with one spot for you to take in. So make sure you check that out. But man, it's just so great to be this, having the subject of our shows. Now all our shows here at Steel Curtain Network that we're talking about, it's not talking about what are the Steelers doing? How is Omar Khan shape, you know, shape the team? How is the chemistry going to work? Is this player going to step up? We're actually seeing it in practice. And at this time next week, we'll even be talking about where they've been on the field against another opponent. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I have to throw this in because remember, we are a part of Fans First Sports Network. And mm -hmm. if you love us here at Steel Curtain Network and you crave all your Steelers stuff, there's more Pittsburgh stuff on Still Curtain Network. So make yeah. sure, excuse me, on Fans First Sports Network. So make sure you check that out. I am loving breakfast with Ben's. Hey, I yeah. have no problem, uh, you know, plugging them because, hey, you, you're, I know you're going to come here first, but also check them out. That's some really good stuff as well. Yeah. And the Steelers Afternoon Drive is also now on good, Fans First Sports Network. Really good stuff. Uh, Zach and Nick and Alan. Yeah. Really good stuff. And I'll tell you right now, Nick Fairbob, that's my go-to guy at training camp. That's who he gives the best information. You'll find out by the time we get to the end of the week, Saturday, it appears that he was not at camp. He was not giving the same updates. It just wasn't the same. But uh, he does a real nice job, so make sure you're, you're checking that out. Brian, you ready to dive in here? Let's get rolling. Yeah, yeah you know, let's do it. I am uh... – I am done hyping it up. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I'm just excited because we, we're, you know, we're, we don't, we're not going to dive into every little thing, but we're going to hit some highlights from every day uh, of, over the last week. So starting with Sunday, weird story. Still don't have the full details. One of the mullets is gone, Brian. And it's not <laughs> because the Steelers moved on. It's just because he decided that was it after what? Three practices, fullback money. Is it Potabom or Potabom? I don't even have to say it right because that's not anymore. Okay, I thought it was Potabom. He he retired. He's on the reserve retired list for the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know the uh, the full aspect. I'm sure it's injury related, or maybe he uh, he found out that he would he could be better off doing other things. You know, we have seen people do that. So, uh, you know, with that, I, I wish him the best of luck. A lot of people were excited about this guy just because of his hair and his look. <laughs> yeah. I, I was pulling for him so hard to make the 53 because I wanted to see Jeff Harbin who loves to make these little things. Well, if, if this happens, I'll do this on the preview. He was going to wear a mullet wig through the bye week If Monty Potterbaum made the 53 man roster, Unfortunately, we know that will not be the case, but uh, we still have our shysty hood memories of last year that we can continue to, 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 to dwell on in that regard. So maybe it's an Iowa thing because this is the second time where it's been someone from, from Iowa because you had Trevor Downing from Iowa State had, had agreed to sign as an undrafted free agent with the Steelers after the draft. And he decided not to show up. And some people are getting the two confused because I know Downing, he was a guy that he was ready to go farm. And I think that's what he turned to. Some people are saying that was the case with Potterbaum as well. I don't know. I know it was true with Downing. So maybe it's just something Iowa, Iowa State. Who knows? Farm? I don't know. Just it's what yeah, it's farm. Are we talking F-A-R-M or P-H-A-R-M? <laughs> we're talking, we're talking crops and livestock and all that oh, good stuff. <laughs> okay, because you know, I a lot of ex-athletes go into my business, pharmaceuticals. No, 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 no. We're 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 talking, we're talking James Washington kind of stuff, right? Uh yeah, Grand Frost Strong. Jeff Reed was doing that too. He was he was throwing hay bales around. Yeah, hey. 
tell you what, you can get some you, you can get some muscles doing that kind of stuff. But well, that guy had thick legs too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sunday the Steelers did practice. It was their final unpadded practice or non-padded practice. Uh, it was the practice number four of the ramp up period before they could put the pads on. Um, reports from practice, you know, Alfonso Graham was there and in a sling. So people are like, this isn't good if he's in a sling. We'll have to see what comes of that, which we'll get to later in the week. But uh, there were some some of the – it was kind of the first day some of the vets weren't practicing, like TJ and Cam, Isaac Samalo, Patrick Peterson. And I'm pretty sure that Mitch Trubisky even had the day off there. So it was kind of – you know, some people were like, yeah, we'll see what happens with this one. Don't expect much. Uh, it doesn't concern me at all. Yeah. You know, re- remember – when Troy Palomalu would get the uh, designation of uh, due to increased age or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it wasn't an overly eventful practice when you're at this point now looking back. But I will say it was – I'm going to give a report of seven shots for each day. Defense won seven shots, four to three. You're going to hear that that – Phrase probably a good bit this week, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending if you're looking for the defense or the offense to come through. Uh, but the honestly, really, the only big thing from from Sunday is it has been it was the first and so far only day that there's been any reported reps by fourth string quarterback Tanner Morgan. Yeah, he needs to get those reps too. You know that's a very important thing because remember the whole Duck Hodges phenomenon of 2019. You know they've got they've got to learn the system too because I hope we don't get into a duck situation, but if you do, if, if there's a chance that Morgan's got to go in November, yeah, you might have to go. Yeah, and some people are saying, "Oh, well, you, he's just destined for the practice squad." I'm like, "There's if the Steelers aren't going to play a fourth quarterback in training camp to even give him any practice reps, how's he going to help at practice during the week preparing for a game?" I mean, right now you're looking at Mason Rudolph hardly getting any work when the regular season rolls around, assuming he's still the number three. The the big thing with Tanner Morgan is, is he someone that the Steelers, if if things go awry like they did in 2019, someone that you would bring back? That was Duck Hodges. He wasn't on the Steelers or anyone's practice squad in week one of that season. But when things went bad, then that's when the Steelers called on him. So – this is different when it comes to the quarterback for the last year and this year, because really the, the the job of the fourth guy is you're really only going to get reps if any of the guys that are in front of you are missing practice. That's it. And last year, Chris Oladokun didn't get basically any reps because all three of those guys were were fighting and none of them missed any practice. So I just yeah, think this the is jokes going to on be the all story. of us. The jokes on all of us. He got a ring. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. play it down, but he got a ring. Nope. Yeah, he's got a ring. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if it's really jokes on us. And so, so many people are like, "Oh, they just drafted him for the practice squad." No, they weren't going to keep a fourth quarterback on the practice squad, especially the way the the rules are now. So, but as more as much as anything, you need to know if he's a guy that knows enough that if he has, if someone goes down and they need to sign a third guy, if he's going to be the first guy you call, or if you're going to make some other calls first. Yep. Yep. All right. With that, we'll move into Monday where the Steelers had a day off. It was their first off day of training camp. Uh, Every Monday will be an, an off day for training camp the way they have it scheduled this year. Last year they did them on Sunday, but Brian, the report was, they they shifted them to Monday, so because fans could get to Sunday practices easier than Monday practices. Well, well I mean, does, that sounds like a Steelers thing to do to try to do the most they could for the fans. Yeah, they always do take care of the fans, um, but I think a lot of the fans would uh, be more concerned about them taking care of business. But if that's not going to hurt business, hey, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, and there are fans. We we'll, we'll talk about some of uh, Steel Curtain Network's own being there when we get to those days this week. But on Monday, the big announcement was uh, Alfonso Graham. He put it out there that he had a torn labrum and that his season was over. Steelers didn't make a move yet. There, there, but some people thought they were making that move. But it was the XFL announced that running back John Lovett was signing with the Steelers. 
uh, you're more you're more of an XFL USFL guy. I know nothing here. He played for Vegas, I think maybe the Vipers or something. Did you know anything about Lovett coming in? Yeah, I wasn't he the Penn State guy. I don't know. I, I, I I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure. I I know USFL a lot better. Because oh it's, yes, it's he played. He did play one year at Penn State after playing four at Baylor. Okay. Yeah. So he was because he you know taking advantage of that extra year of eligibility with COVID and everything. So he did. He did play a fifth season and he played for Penn State. So you are correct. Well, the the guys. He has a chance, and I love it. <laughs> and yeah, and you. Oh, I thought I was supposed to be the bad puns, but no. Great job, great job. You know what else I love? The <laughs> next story on this list, which is Cam Cam Hayward coming in the top one hundred. Last year, the Steelers had two players in the top one hundred. Cam Hayward was one of them. I can't remember where he was last year. I'm pretty I sure forty. I well, he might have been seventies or something, if I remember. But I'm pretty sure Cam moved on up this list, which because he had a really good year last year, but yet somehow still wasn't the first selection of the Pro Bowl. He had to be an alternate. But uh, yeah, Cam Hayward lands at 45 on the top 100. Glad to hear it. I mean, Cam continues. I mean, at this uh, stage in his career, you know, you don't see guys in their 30s, you know, continue to be in the top 100 unless they're quarterback. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things that uh, that that uh, you don't think guys of that age are going to stick around at that position. But he definitely has has gotten the job done. So, Brian, there wasn't much on Monday because there was no practice. So that's it. You ready to roll to Tuesday? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Tuesday, you you the the Steelers officially announced John Lovett. Okay. Well. You didn't have to do anything with Graham yet because you still had a roster spot for Monty Potterbaum retiring. But they also signed another running back, Greg Bell. And so like, okay, so I guess Alfonso Grant. No, they didn't. They cut a running back. They cut Huntley. I can't even remember his first name. Jason. Um, Jason Huntley. They, 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 they cut him and they added these two running backs. Uh, that was done before practice and it was the first day in pads, uh, which is always exciting. I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking in the. I'm just laughing because it's the week that was. I don't even think we have this on here, but it just showed up on my screen. It says Kenny Pickett signs a baby. <laughs> I'm, just <starting> <laughs> that, I'm trying to remember if that what day that was, but yeah, he did. Uh, there was a thing where they had him sign. This video baby. of him signing a baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm breaking protocol here. But <laughs> no, that's that's that that's all right, Brian. That might have even been on Tuesday for all I can remember. But uh, you know, the Steelers they were in pads, but with pads comes physicality. We're going to get hear a little bit about that. But also comes a higher risk of injury, and Tuesday was the biggest one so far, and that was Corey Trice going down, and which where we soon were to find out that he would be lost for his rookie season. Yeah, I was so sad to hear about Alfonso Graham, and then when Trice goes down, I was I was just as sad because you know everybody's excited about what he was going to do, having those two having those two uh, young corners and what they could be. Now, the only silver lining that I can say is that you hope you have a CA3 type situation where, yeah, you've got an extra rookie cornerback next year. Yep. With experience. Uh, yes. You know, and uh, I will say this now, jumping the gun, but uh, I'm pretty sure that our own uh, Jeremy Jerome Betts, when he was at training camp on Saturday – actually snagged a picture of Corey Trice out there on crutches, but still out there with the team. So that's, I, I that goes a long way in my, in my it, opinion, that he's, he's still around there learning. And remember, I uh, had a chance to interview Calvin Austin, the third last year. Uh-huh. Yes, she did. And, or was it early? It was this year. And, you know, I asked him about coming into the season and, and not being around last season. He goes, wait, hold on a second. I'm not really a rookie because Mm -hmm. I traveled with the team. I went to all the practices. I went to all the meetings. And so if Corey Trice has that opportunity as well, that's going to set him up for next year, but it is still devastating news. And I hope he gets well. I hope he comes back strong. And, but that could be an extra new addition next year. 
Yeah, and he was so much more than a seventh-round pick, in my opinion. So next yep. year he'll have a chance to to show that. And, you know, any other time a seventh-round pick gets hurt out for the season, you're like, you know, that's probably it for them. Not this case. I I think this is much different. So we'll see that. This will be a conversation in the offseason and for next year. So unfortunately, that's when we'll be talking more about Corey Trice will be when it comes to the 2024 Steelers. But uh, on Tuesday, defense once again won the day with seven shots. They were 4-3 winners. You know, the thing about that, Dave, let me say real quick, I didn't mention this last time with a 4-3. So this is the second 4-3 that we're looking at. You know, it's still close. Yes. You know, I mean, it's not 6-1. to It's not a domination. And, but Tuesday was the first day they could really run. So that was their opportunity to where the defense wasn't just sitting back and knowing that a pass was coming. And I'm pretty sure the the that the offense's three wins were all runs that day. Didn't Najee have two? I think Najee had two. So that's one thing that you're like, well, that's good, but that's also that's good for the running game. But yeah, that the but with the Steelers with that defense, man, you also want to say, hey, that's great to see that they're getting the stops as well. So you could you could look at it as glass half empty or glass half full. Yeah, so you know, I like seeing them close. Like you always say, you don't know who to root for, but rooting for a four to three is this is your best case scenario. Yeah. Somebody winning four to three. Now, what you'd like to see is defense winning four to three, then the next day offense winning four to three. So you feel well, a little bit better about it. And I'll be honest with you. We're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a break before you hear the four to three score again. <laughs> Just to put it out there. So, but Tuesday was also our first backs on backers, and there was some some news coming out of the backs on backers. And you've you've got to think when you talk about backs on backers, that also includes tight ends. They'll have tight ends going against outside linebackers. They'll have running backs going against inside linebackers. They, they switched up a little bit. It's basically. Oh, my goodness, especially when you're talking with the running backs and the inside linebackers. The offense is really at a disadvantage at a lot of times in that part of the drill. Not so much when you get when guys are lined up on the line of scrimmage with each other. But one of the big stories out there was what they do. You got rookie Darnell Washington going up against T.J. Watt, back-to-back reps, and he got them both. Washington wins them both. Now, on the next one, he had to go against Highsmith, and he did not win that one. But what do you think about the whole – Darnell Washington showing that he can he can show up and at least for a couple plays block the former defensive player of the year. Yeah, you know the the big thing about that is Watt doesn't lose here mm-hmm. by uh, having the that that means that he's helping this guy along. Doesn't mean that he's he's dogging it. He's definitely not dogging yeah. it. But you know the team wins when Washington you know shows out like that. Now. Has he had the perfect training camp? No, but he's impressing. And when you go up against TJ Watt, and this is, please do not think in any way that this is uh, the start of the decline of TJ Watt. It's not. You know, this is a big man, and Watt is one of those guys that he might have to he might have to size him up and figure him out. Now, you know, if you go against each other twenty times, TJ's probably going to win seventy five percent of them. But well, yeah, what's happening here is the fact that, uh, you know, this is a new big guy. And uh, think about that one Thor movie. W- was it Ragnarok when uh, he had to figure out how to maneuver around the giant guy and like the Hulk and all that? Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe I'm way off here with this, but you, <laughs> these smaller guys, these wily veterans, yeah. they have to put the strategy together. And they're like, OK, you're not going to get me the whole time, but I'll let you get me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're like, oh, this means Darnell Washington, he's gonna he could block. Can he block T.J. Watt every time he goes up against him? Can't do it. No, he can't do it. He can't. Well, because I brought this up on Tuesday with with, with my brother on the Scobro show. I'm like, how many t- How much do you think T.J. Watt has studied Darnell Washington to know the best way to beat him? I would say probably zero. No, he's yeah, he, he's on his own team. He'd have no reason to, to to look at that. How much do you think Darnell Washington perhaps studied T.J. Watt, knowing he's going to have to possibly go up against his player in practice? Yeah, I'm he, sure he has. So he's, to he's me, done if he doesn't. You know, I mean, yeah. To me, chalk that up to preparedness 
And if that's the case, great. That's that's just that's just as great as news. Otherwise, is that you know if Darnell Washington's w- w- you know willing to be prepared to go out there and win a practice rep, but for this reason, that would be great. I don't know for sure that's what he did, but yeah, I mean, just just think about it. Let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit. He's not dumb if he doesn't, but he's smart if he does prepare. How, yeah. how about that? And I, with I don't want to say dumb. But, and with you know, TJ I mean, Watt, I mean, think about it. He's going up against the guy. What are we talking we're about? talking about practice. Yeah, we're talking about – why would TJ Watt need to study someone to go up against them in practice? In practice. We're talking about We're talking – Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. You know what? That clip yeah. is short enough to drink now. That happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that's been a while, hasn't it? So, yeah. All right. Well, where where are we? We're we're well, we're still talking about practice. I know that's what we're doing. But uh, at linebackers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because we were talking more about backs on backers. Lots of reports of the inside linebackers just trucking over guys. Oh, especially the poor new running backs. I think John Lovett got got John leveled um, more than once. Um, I think he even got injured. John um, hated it. Yeah. So, but at the same time, that drill is set up for the linebackers to be able to do that. But if you, I think. You know, this because this was the day that you know when my brother and I were talking about stuff that night on Scobro show. I'm like, the bigger story would be as if the inside linebackers weren't trucking guys uh, in this drill. So, but it's just nice to to hear the physicality from Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts just out there, um, even Mark Robinson coming out there and just bringing it. And that's that's great to hear from a position group that many felt was the most concerning going into the season. Yeah, and I tell you what, Alexander is out to prove. I mean, he's this is not me just speculating. He said, mm-hmm. "I am out to. Sh- I'm angry. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to show it. I'm. Uh, he's yep. going to play aggressive. And what we're seeing in camp right now has got to make you really happy about that signing. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, the Steelers needed depth there. They really did, and and a lot of people expected them to still make a signing there. And then, of course, after it happened, some people were saying, "Oh, what are they going to do? They have too many players to put on the field." I'm like, "That's not a bad thing," you know. You're, the the whole Melvin Ingram name was thrown out there again by some. Oh, are we going to have to deal with another situation like that? And I'm like, you know what? Good, because then it means you have too many players. Not that you don't have enough. You know what? I don't think Alexander has that mentality, but at the same time, the the problem with the with the with the with the Melvin Ingram situation wasn't wasn't the Steelers' quality of outside linebacker. It was the attitude of one of the players. The Steelers were doing the right thing to get as many good players as they could. It's the problem was the player. So hopefully the Steelers have that going on there. And back to outside linebacker, man, Tuesday is when. Nick Herbig continued to impress even after the pads went on. Anything you want to say about the, uh, the, the little bro Herbig? I love it. And here's why I love it. And I'm not talking John Lovett. I'm not talking John Lovett's from Saturday night live. Um, you know what I, what I mind and I'm reaping all the benefits. (laughs) (laughs) The wedding singer. He's losing his money. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I, as soon as that name comes up, I gotta say it. <laughs> oh gosh! So, <laughs> all right, we're oh. where are we? Nick Herbig. That's who we're talking yeah, about. So the great thing about Nick Herbig is the fact we were talking about. Hey, he looks good in shorts. He's doing. I mean, he's getting in there. But wait till he puts pads on. Well, he put pads on and still looking good. So that's a big thing. Yeah, that's what do you know? More more players playing better at a position is going to be a good thing. Yeah. Um, and and he's someone that we'll be talking about a little bit more. Uh, Jalen Warren was ripping off a couple big plays, whether it be runs or catches on Tuesday. But the biggest play of them all, the one that, that was highlighted most places, was from the Joey Porter-George Pickens matchup that's been going on. And that, that was the insane catch happened on Tuesday. Yeah, it, it was a thing of beauty. The, the great thing about it is Porter wasn't getting burned. Oh, it was just great coverage. Um, it, it was an amazing catch. So you when you win 
do you consider consider that a 50-50 ball? Uh 50-50 ball. Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, honestly, it was thrown in a position where it's going to be the receiver catches it or it goes out of bounds. Okay. I don't know that Porter had a chance to catch the ball. But I mean, 50 so it's not 50-50 of one guy catching it versus the other guy catching it. It's a 50-50 ball whether he could catch it in bounds or he's not. So yes, I would call it a 50-50 ball. Well, I I think it was just absolutely incredible, but it is nothing nothing to be concerned about with Joey Porter because Joey Porter yeah. had a good week. Yeah, I mean, and he's they're out there with the iron sharpening iron. So uh iron. Yeah, iron. All right, we still got lots to cover. Let's roll through Wednesday here. Wednesday, another padded practice. Steelers signed two more players, both in the secondary. Safety, safety Trenton Tomp, sorry, Thompson and cornerback Isaiah Dunn. They were signed because Corey Trice went to IR. Uh, Alfonso Graham was waived slash injured. I was really surprised by this. I did not think Corey Trice could go directly on IR. I was informed. I couldn't find it in the CBA or anything. But I was informed that if it's a severe injury, that there's no doubt that the player's missing the whole season, and it's not a team just trying to stash someone, that that you can put a player that's a that's not a vested veteran directly on IR. I think there's a, there's several injuries that are basically when the NFL hears that injury, then yes, it's going to be okay. That tells me even though they haven't. I haven't heard an official report of what it was with Trice. I'm assuming it was ACL, um, especially what they were able to do this. But Alfonso Graham, he had to go on waivers. And he had to clear waivers before the Steelers could do anything with him, whether put him on IR or injury settlement. And we'll get to that after he finishes waivers time on Thursday. But to finish up Wednesday, wait, anything you want to say about the guy, the new guys in and the guys on going out? I don't know. No, we'll – We'll find out about Trenton Thompson and Isaiah Dunn. That's the best that we can do. There's not yeah. enough to really know. Yep. Um, the Steelers were in pads again on Wednesday. Uh, so that was back-to-back days. Seven shots was once again won by the defense, but this time it was five to two. Yeah, um, a, li- a little more uh, emphatic of a win for the defense. You know, I was I was praising the four to threes, you know, five to two. Still not cause for concern. Yeah. So obviously the biggest news came on Tuesday when all the reports are coming out the first day the pads went on Wednesday. It's almost like, Oh yeah, they're doing this again. <laughs> so it wasn't nearly as much. Um, there was a couple big plays from Kenny Pickett to Calvin Austin uh, that were highlighted on Wednesday, but overall at the end of the day, um, and this came right from Nick Faribault, he says that it was uh, Deontay Johnson's day. He was the one who really shown um, on Wednesday. Yeah, and still nobody's talking. Well, Nick is, but not many yeah. people are talking about Deontay Johnson. Good. And that's and he is he's the real deal. Yeah. Forget about the zero touchdowns last year. He still had the yards to get them in position for other players to get touchdowns. Um, I, I know they're important, but Deontay's a very important player to this team. Oh, absolutely. And and hearing other receivers do well isn't that it's going to cut into Deontay Johnson. It's just going to make everybody better because Deontay Johnson's still going to be able to do what he does. Yeah, so when the, you're not double yeah. teaming a guy. Yeah. Like Deontay Johnson can't be double teamed because you're worrying about a Calvin Austin or a George Pickens or Allen Robinson. Or Allen Robinson, who's been did lots of talk with him as well. So, but that was really it for practice on Wednesday. Not a lot. The only other thing from Wednesday is that's when it was announced uh, TJ Watt number 27 on the top 100. That was him. He he was, was he top 10 last year or right yeah. around? Yeah. But after missing half the season, only five and a half sacks, I understand why you would fall down. That's just the way it goes in the NFL. Yeah. A lot of people are downgrading TJ Watt. I, I don't have a problem with number 27 because he had what? Nine games last year, eight games, seven games, something like that. Yeah, he had two of the math, 10 games. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because he missed seven because that's when the Steelers went. Because I remember it was one and six while he was out. So, yeah. So that was really it for Wednesday as as we go to roll on. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we're going to come back, finish out this week. That was. So stick around. We'll be right back after this break. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Already Steelers fans. This is the week that was. This was a big one. Lots of practices. We're, we're, we're two padded practices down. Four days in. The Steelers had their off day Monday. It's time for Thursday. You ready for this, Brian? I am. Let's okay. do this. So we had Alfonso Graham cleared waivers. That was announced Thursday. The question was, do the Steelers work out an injury settlement? Or are they putting him on IR? The news came out. You didn't have to worry about it. They put him on IR. So that's another that's another player that, that would be out. Injury settlement usually comes when a player is injured that might not be the whole season. Uh, but but for for Graham, it, he said that it you know he knew his whole season was done. He's better off staying with that role with the Steelers. Who knows if he would have been someone who would have been in the mix for the fifty three man roster, the practice squad, or what? But uh, we'll we'll see if he can get back to training camp next year. It kind of makes you think that he was in the plans that he was a front runner possibly mm -hmm. that they really liked him because a lot of times, you know, it's just like, all right, you're done. He cleared waivers and the, 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 you know, they, they just cut ties. Well, it really has to do with the injury a lot of times. Well, because the, the player doesn't have to take an injury settlement. They could say the, the only advantage for this player taking the injury settlement is the fact that they could get back on the field this year. And, because with with these guys, they have a they have a split contract, which means you make one amount if you're not on the injured list, you make another amount if you are. So being on IR, he's making he's instead of making seven hundred fifty thousand um, dollars as a minimum deal, he's making four hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's still a pretty nice paycheck. Yeah. But, the, but they're like, well, well, then why would any of these guys take an injury settlement? Well, what they do is they would take that salary you would make. That sorry, I'm giving a little bit of education here. They take that salary you would make that four hundred fifty thousand. They split it up over eighteen weeks, and let's say they say, oh, he would miss six games with this injury. They would pay him six eighteenths, which obviously in this case is one third of that salary for those number of weeks, and then he's clear to go and be out there. Now, the advantage for the player for that is after six weeks and everything, or even before then, even though they're injured, they could go sign with another team. So therefore, they would have a chance to make a the higher salary and not the reduced split salary. But if Graham's not playing anywhere this year because of his injury, why would you why would you do a settlement and take less than that? So I completely get it. The same thing happened last year with cornerback Carlin's Platel. He had an injury that was severe enough that he was missing the whole season. He was on IR for the Steelers the entire year, and he was even on their offseason roster until I 
think May, maybe. I don't know. But he was eventually released and not with the Steelers. So there's a lot of stuff that could happen there. I still have hope that uh, the reason he is still here is that they see something in him. And I really yeah. thought thought they did. I We were excited about him. He was one of my rookies to watch. Well, anytime someone doesn't have an undrafted rookie free agent contract and they come in on a tryout basis at rookie minicamp and they win a contract, that's someone that you pay attention to. That Because the, the, the Steelers aren't going to go out of their way unless there's someone that they think could do something. Um, players like Duck Hodges, like Tuzar Skipper, they were rookie mini tramp. I did it this week. <laughs> rookie mini camp tryouts. There we go. <laughs> Not as bad as yours last week, Brian, but uh, I did mess it up a little bit. So, but uh, yeah, so we, I think we've talked enough about Alfonso Graham, um, but hopefully we can talk about him again this time next year in a good way. Yeah. Looking um, forward. Thursday was a non-padded practice, unfortunately for one KT Smith, who was there. Also, there was a number of players that were out due to injury or possible injury. Minka Fitzpatrick was still out for personal reasons. DeMonte KZ had been out all week. Um, Keanu Neal was out with injury. DeMarvin Leal was dealing with an injury. Deontay Johnson, they didn't know if it was injury or vets rest. It was probably a little bit of both. Um but then some of the, the other guys like TJ, Cam, Isaac Samalo, those guys weren't practicing on Thursday either. No. So uh, that gives other guys a chance for reps, though. And that's a good point because that that was one of the bigger stories. Isaac Samalu getting a vet's day off. Who's starting at left guard? Wasn't Kevin Dotson. It was Nate Herbig. Yeah, nasty Nate getting a chance to shine. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, sometimes those are the things that you want to look at and see. And like when Chooksakorafor is given time off, it's instantly Broderick Jones goes into left tackle, Dan Moore Jr. goes to right tackle. That's just kind of how it's been, even with a lot of other first-team reps throughout camp so far. So th that's kind of one of those stories that goes on every single day. But uh, Thursday, seven shots. It was a repeat of the day before. Defense won again, five to two. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that it's not all Kenny Pickett here. Yeah. There's yeah, different Kenny, quarterbacks. I'm, the, was, was that the day that Pickett was two of four and then it was not anybody after that that did very well? Might have been. I, One of those two I days. I believe so. Yeah. I believe that was Thursday. Yeah. Um, and there was more, you know, Port, the, the Porter versus Pickens matchup. Um, I think Pickens had got, got him on another good play in there. But this time, Porter comes back because they ran two-minute drill at the end of practice. Uh, now, they weren't in pads, but they ran two-minute drill at the end of practice. And the first group was out there. How did their drive end? Their, the, the first group on offense ended with Joey Porter getting a pick of Kenny Pickett by under uh, undercutting. A, a, was it? A, I don't know if it was to Pickens or who it was to, but Joey Porter ended the, the offense's two-minute two drill uh, by getting an interception. You know what? I've got to do it. I've got to break out in a song. If we go back to the summer of 1984, I'm going to rip off CZ Top and say, he's got hands and he <laughs> knows how to use them. <laughs> well, the, you can't just say that because I don't know if you've ever listened to these, but uh, one Kevin Bacon does stuff with Jimmy Fallon on, on the tonight show where anytime he's around, they do um, this year. And one time it was even Kevin Bacon's wife was with him and they do these um, um, for like first editions of rock. And it's, and it's songs that they basically say, well, here was the first version of the song. And they did that song. It was with Kevin Bacon and Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. And they went through, like every body part is what they were doing is the lyrics of that song. Right, you know, funny. she, she like, like she's got elbows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, they're, they're just up from her hands. <laughs> you know, it's all just, kinds of, yeah. Just like a true story. I'm, I'm going way off, but I got to do it. McCartney uh -oh. and Lennon, McCartney and Lennon at the piano working out yesterday. It was originally scrambled eggs. <laughs> and it was not, it was, they just 
they uh, were looking for yesterday. They were looking for the the right sound, but they had the melody, and they were playing it, and they're like, it's going to be something like this. And then they found yesterday out of scrambled eggs. It was never going to be that song. Just had to be the right number of syllables. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they just, uh, it's the first thing that they thought of to put in. So, you know, that's just a funny, uh, that's funny how it goes. I say that all the time to my kids or my wife, actually my wife, I do it to her. I'm like, Hey, you realize this song was originally this. It's usually something off color or dirty. And, <laughs> and she's like, shut up. No, it wasn't. I'm like, oh, Hey, if, if we're going off the rails with music trivia like that of how things originally were, one of the very first songs ever written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards was the song um, As Tears Go By. Yeah. But it wasn't originally As Tears Go By. It's As Time Goes By. But because of, of that being from Casablanca, they changed, yeah. they, they, they changed it to Tears. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes, that was that was very interesting. That's uh, you know, not a not the typical Rolling. I mean, they knew that was so much not a typical Rolling Stones song. They gave it away, and I can't remember the, the 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 name of the off the top of my head the name of the lady that sang that song first, and then they eventually came back and did it themselves. So, oh, man, I, and even more I recently, I think they did that song with Taylor Swift at a concert. So okay. anyway. <laughs> All right, we've really gone off this week that was. Yeah. But uh, um, Thursday, you know, this was kind of priming up for, for Friday Night Lights. Um, oh, that's what we got to finish up. The two-minute drill. It's not done because the second team gets to go. And what happened to the second team two-minute drill? They scored early. The defense would have had to come back out and defend because uh, Mitch Trubisky hit Darnell Washington right you know, down the seam for a touchdown from like 25 yards out or something like that. So – Basically, they went the the Steelers' offense went one for two with the twos getting the getting into the end zone. Yeah, I I love to see anybody that's able to get it done. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and one last thing: Thursday was technically when it was announced. Micah Fitzpatrick, number eighteen in the top one hundred. That's pretty good because he was snubbed last year. He did not make the list last year. Yeah, he has really turned into uh, the guy now. Um, he's top two as far as safeties it looks like i'll still go number one but that, that's just me friday was it that was the, the the calm all day before the storm and luckily it wasn't a storm because it was last year there was a storm for the steelers friday night lights and it got canceled so three straight years of not having it because of two of them with training camp being in pittsburgh one because it was rained out last year i know our own daniel jay was there last year when it got rained out but it wasn't his only day there. He did get to see the Steelers otherwise. But uh, there was there, good weather, not really any news all day until we find out Mike Tomlin's not going to be at Friday Night Lights because he was in Canton, Ohio, um, handing out the gold jacket for Rondé Barber. Yeah, that, that's such a big deal, the fact that Tomlin got to do that. He needed to be there. You know, you build a team and you have uh, situations like this that comes up um, you get to honor one of your past players and Barber was a past player when he was the uh, defensive backs coach in Tampa being Mike Tomlin. So that's a huge deal. And when you have a good coaching staff and a team, it's all right for you to bring in for you to take a day off and took a day off for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. But he was back on Saturday, which I'm like, wow, he didn't take much time off. He really could have stayed up there and, Done the thing, but yeah, that was Coach Tomlin. You know, do you know doing the right thing? Re really was. If, if if a player's asking you to be the person um, to 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 hand them their gold jacket, even though you have responsibilities, you've got the coaching staff that can handle it. If you're just going to be out for the one day, but uh, yes. Friday night lights, the pads were on, but and this this practice. This one belonged to the offense. There was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of reports when it came to the offense. For for one, seven shots. First time we get to say it this week, Brian. The offense wins, and they won it five to two. Yeah, and that's a big deal too. And especially, you know, the fans want to see offense. Yeah, and there was, but there was a lot of big plays. There were several. There was, my goodness, even um, I can't remember his name. The 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 other tight end number the the the, the, the fifth guy on the on the depth chart. He even had a long touchdown, lots of different big explosive plays, so many, but the biggest news 
the biggest news that Steelers Nation is going bonkers over is when Kendrick Green goes out on the field, and most of the time you hear Kendrick Green on the field, and, and Steelers fans are like, oh, no, not this time. He's in the backfield. He's lined up at fullback. They motion him. He's blocking on the edge. They even threw him a pass. What do you think, Brian? He caught it. <laughs> yeah, but what do you think of the whole idea of, of uh, lining up Kendrick Green at fullback? One thing they always said about Kendrick Green was, if I'm not mistaken, that he was an athlete. Yeah. And now you are uh, you are finding a uh, you're finding a better use for his talents that it wasn't working at center as well. But you know, what if he makes the team as a fullback? But he could be an emergency center if you have to. You know, if you have to go crazy and put him in there. But you know, body wise. He looked a little bit like uh, Rosie Nix. Rosie Nix was a big dude. Yeah, he he was huge back then, and and so it doesn't. We always talk about we we've seen guys on defense come in, and uh, way back in the refrigerator Perry days, back in '86, when you had that giant guy in trying to clear some room, and you had Henry Mondo doing it just a couple years ago. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, that's not a bad thing. If they could convert, if they could change this guy's career and they think he's athletic enough to do it, do it. I think it's great. Honestly, I don't I don't see it as a change. I don't. I see it as as Kendrick Green could make this team as as the reserve center who you hope you don't have to call on, but really he's gonna get a helmet this time because they might want him at fullback for a couple snaps. And then you don't have to keep a whole separate fullback on your roster. Um, between him and Connor Hayward, you have the position covered. Don't know that they'll do it that way. My thing is, if they were going to do it, I'm surprised. I, I'm, I'm surprised they showed it. But at the same time, I'm really curious. I'm really, really curious to, to hear, you know, if Mike Tomlin comes back from being up at Canton, he's like, seriously? I leave for one day and you're going to show everyone about us putting KG in the backfield. What are you doing? <laughs> Cause it, that just, I just find it ironic that it happened when Mike Tomlin wasn't there. So, yep. but uh, I, I could see it. And honestly, anytime you can do something like that, where, where you can take a guy that fills multiple roles that you don't have to have somebody, you know, you don't have to have two players on the roster to do that one thing. That's what I think it's going to be. And the, as little as the Steelers use an inline fullback, I don't know that that Green would see more than three or four snaps a game at fullback anyway. So why not have a guy to like, oh, change his number? And no, have him be one of your eight offensive linemen, but yet you can still utilize him in that yeah. regard. Yeah, I like it. it. I do. I, I think it's – to me, that could be the difference of getting a helmet or not on game day. Because Kendrick Green was on the 53-man roster all last season and never got a helmet, not for 17 games. To me, even if it's just for a few snaps a game or the potential of a few snaps per game, that could be enough for him to get his for him to get a helmet, and that's all he wants. Yeah, and it's innovative too. And one thing that I'm not seeing on the list here, but correct me if I'm wrong, you just mentioned his name as a fullback. But wasn't Connor Hayward taking some snaps at tailback as well? Yeah, I think – I don't know if that was on, on Friday or Saturday, but yes. He uh, he was – I mean, and he had been – he'd lined up at tailback throughout camp occasionally. But I think it was the first time he actually took a handoff. And I don't know that anything overly impressive happened, happened from it. But I think these are just signs to show that, hey, when these players have this versatility, it allows you to do other things with your roster. And I love innovation. Yes, absolutely. So um, anything else from Friday Night Lights? No, it's, uh, you know, it's a great thing for the fans. But I, I think the players get revved up a whole lot more. And I'm still, I'm thrilled after not winning all week that the offense had a chance to shine. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they set their attendance record for it. It was just under 14,000, I believe, that was there. So it, it was a great turnout. Um, the, the players look forward to it. They go there on the, you know, they they bus over on the yellow school buses and everything. It's just a it's just a neat 
atmosphere. But then Saturday, they were right back to work. Not only were they back to work, they were back in pads. I was shocked. Jeff was telling Jeremy Betts, oh, you're going to be at practice Saturday. Yeah, because, yes, Jeremy was there. And he's like, but it's you're going to be like KT. They're not going to be in pads because of because of being right after Friday Night Lights. No, Coach Tomlin took the advantage of saying, hey, we're acting like it's a short week. It's a short turnaround. You're in pads. And that's that's uh, something that you look at. And you remember, we just talked about this about a week and a half ago, that it seemed like when the Steelers were showing up just to camp, that it looked like they just met business. Yeah. And this is one of those things that it, it shows that they mean business. Yeah. And honestly, I would not be shocked if they're in pads later today, because I think you're allowed to have three in a row, but you can't you can't have many more than three in a row. And I wouldn't be shocked if Coach Tom would say, hey, let's get those three in a row before this off day. And that way really gets us prepared for Friday. So we'll have to see later today if that ends up being the case. But Mike Tomlin was back on Saturday. He was not the only person back. Minka Fitzpatrick was back in training camp. Now he was doing his right his he wasn't really highly involved. He was there. He was stretched out. He was doing some drills, perhaps, but not a lot. Wasn't doing any teamwork as he's kind of getting ramped up and ready to go after missing uh, time where he did say it was it was something. It was a family thing that he that he they were anticipating. And when it came up, uh, he had already had permission to go. Yeah, you know, you got to take care of those guys too. And, yeah. you know, because what's happening off the field in their personal lives, very important. I know as fans, we want them to be there and, you know, you want them to think nothing but football, but human beings have family going on that they've got to take care of. So of if that's the case, you know, I'm glad he's back, but I'm glad I hope he was able to get everything taken care of. Yeah, and uh, that's that's just what you want to see guys get back at the right time. I don't think we'll see Minka this week at the game. I don't really know if we want to see Minka this week in, in, no, in preseason week. Not at all. So uh, seven shots went back to the defense again. So defense got five of the six for this week. They won it four to three. Um, honestly, didn't really have individual reports of the plays like I had in, in, in times past. So all I know is overall who won. But I do know there was – with practice, it was kind of like another padded practice, some intense um, battles, more, you, you know, Porter Pickens, there's more things going on. But obviously the big story, this is what everyone of the, of, the, of the Steelers beat reporters wanted to talk about, was there was more Kendrick Green at fullback. Even though he downplayed it before practice, it says, I don't know if we'll ever see that again, he was back out there for it again. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned here that Tomlin said he did it for the scout team last year. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't was, the first time. He was imitating, um, who is it, Ricard for the Ravens? Yeah. That's what they did. They had him come in because they felt he was more of a build. He, he he gave them a better look of that fullback for the Ravens. And because he did a nice job um, preparing the defense, they're like, hey, why not give him a shot? Hey, you know what? The, we, we could uh, – we do – over and unders on the preview. Yeah. I'm saying over under half. Does Kendrick Green get a touchdown this year? Or <laughs> and I'm gonna say over. Um I'm gonna go under because it's one it's one thing to 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 get on the field and actually do something. Then it's another thing to actually give him the ball. Then it's another thing to give him a ball giving the ball at the end zone. Well, let's count so, preseason. A lot of things. Well, if you count preseason, then I might take the over. I wouldn't be shocked to see it in a preseason game, honestly. Um, here you go. Um, what what would the odds be of Kendrick Green getting a touchdown that was longer than two yards away? Oh, no. I, uh, <laughs> hey, he had, like, his pass he caught was like a seven-yard gain on Friday Night Lights. So yeah, but you could do that in Latrobe at a high yeah. stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. But uh that was the big story. There was really only one other thing from Saturday, and that is, and there wasn't a lot made of this, but both Herbigs left practice early, both of them, one with a hip flexor, the other, I think, with the wrist. Now, which one which one had which injury? 
I would have to go back and look that back up because I can't, I can't remember which one was which. But uh, some of these players getting dinged up are starting to starting to pile up. Yeah, and that's got to concern you. I was just hoping you said that, hey, they left early to go see the Barbie movie. I know that's a <laughs> phenomenon. but Oh, no, no, no. If they're going to anything, they're going to Scalpenheimer. I, well, <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, <laughs> my family, one of them went to Oppenheimer. I didn't get to go to the movies. One went to Oppenheimer, two went to the Barbie movie the other day, and they both well, left happy, so who knows? I'll admit, I was at the movies just a couple days ago. And I was there for Mutant Mayhem, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, okay. so you went the opposite direction. Anyways, oh, yeah. no, was... no, I, I'll get back to business. Herbigs, you know, <laughs> um, you hate to see it. I, you hope they're okay. You hope it's nothing huge. Um, there, there's still a lot of time before the very first game on september 10th okay so, well n- n- just to know just to say nick was the hip flexor okay nate was a hand slash thumb injury this was according to ray Filippaldo. and honestly those hip flexors those those can be th- those can linger those are yucky yeah yeah the the hand you don't yeah. worry about as much yeah um how many times have you seen offensive linemen wrap up their hand and just use a big club <laughs> Yeah, you know what? We need to get the slap shot. Uh, we're putting on the foil. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was that was Saturday's practice. And Brian, for me, that's what we that's what I got for the week that was. That's it. You know, and there's going to be so many things happening. So, once again, make sure you keep it at Fans First Sports Network and Steel Curtain Network. But Dave, I've got to say it. That was the week that was black and gold style. <laughs> Curtain Network. Get it. I feel good. I feel so good. I dance.